Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Welcome back, all you hookers and slicers out there, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by 4Champ. I am one of your hosts, Stan Blakely, and with me, as always, hitting the stick, Nick. Boom. Howdy. It's been a, it's been a little while. It's been a week or two here. You're nothing if not accurate. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just try and stay in play. I got a, I got a wild, wide field of accuracy for for myself for my my target uh-huh you move it you, you make a good links player yeah right as long as the uh links course isn't just full of pot bunkers in random places correct which a lot of them tend to be so yeah ooh. they get you there you know, only defense. i i gotta say if i ever do go over and play you know bucket list bucket list course if i ever do go over and play saint andrews i mean it's 129 mile or not mile but uh yard wide fairway to start off on number 1. I feel I like my chances. I like my chances to stay in play first tee tee box. I might yeah. I mean I might just whip out the driver there. I usually don't on the first tee because you know I usually don't warm up enough but <laughs> you got to see what the wind's doing that day. Yeah. Yeah, if it's, I mean if it's coming hard off the ocean there which is to the right, I mean, I should be good. Unless I pull out my ridiculously bad uh, duck hook. Then it might go uh, 200 yards left, and I might be not on that fairway. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't even study it that much. I don't even know which which side the ocean's on. I would just... But, yeah, I definitely want to get over there and check that place out. That, get a, that get place? Get old caddy and have a day. Yeah, that place and a number of other places there. Make a whole whole trip out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we do a guy's weekend, you're on my list. I think I mean, that's more than a guy's weekend <laughs> going guys over there. <laughs> a guy's getaway. But, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of places around here, too, for a guy's weekend. I yep. mean, hey, you know, the fall, October coming up, rates are going to get lower. Might not be a bad idea. Let's go with the temperatures. To look at uh, some of those more expensive courses. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's like a – I think we've – I thought we talked about it. I mean, well, you're still – you're planning out your Lake Michigan. Yeah, uh, that, that'll be like next year probably. Not, yeah. It won't be this year is what I'm saying. It might be next year. It might be the year after. I'll have to see how things go, especially since next year the Ryder Cup's going to be playing kind of around that time that I would want to go. So, yep. And I do want to hit Whistling Straits on that trip so yeah we'll they're probably gonna cut that course down for a little while around that thing yeah it'll depend on like how early in the season or when you know i i think they're still shooting for what september there early september for Ryder yeah. cup next year so i mean like i could still do the trip after the Ryder cup you know and yep. you know maybe the october time frame when rates are a little bit cheaper and then that should still work out but gotta look at schedules gotta plan a lot of planning to go on with that. Yeah. But 
But yeah, but for this year, yeah, there's definitely opportunities to hit some other other spots. Yep. We'll have to follow up on that. The one I want is in the UP. I think that's on the top of my my bucket list. Or the Dells. I mean, because I want to play Northern Bay, uh, Lasonia. Yeah, Lasonia is not really Dells, but... <laughs> it's within a short drive. I mean, it's not... I mean... Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. But just because I've played Wild Rock and Trapper's Turn, which I would include one of those, but... Trapper's Turn, I, I really like Trapper's Turn. That was yep. a good course. Um, yeah. You know, the uh, they have... Um, they're also... That same ownership owns the uh, Kalahari as well, that resort. So, like, if you... I'm not saying do it this year because of the <laughs> pandemic or anything, but, like, in other years, it wouldn't be a bad idea to, like you know get like a family getaway together you know with a bunch of guys or a bunch of families stay at the kalahari and get that kind of discounted rate uh to then play like trapper's turn yeah okay not, yeah, not a bad idea not, i did not know that yeah that's that's actually something i'm looking at with a couple other friends of mine that um that has some they have uh some younger younger kids so that would be kind of a fun thing for those families to do um but the because kalahari is kind of known for its indoor water park um so that'd be a fun thing for their kids and and then us guys would then get out and play some good golf around that area too for maybe a little bit of discounted rate so yeah at some really nice courses so yeah yeah everything just swivels on that pandemic thing so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. eventually, yuck. Eventually, we'll we'll turn the corner and things will be better. We just don't know when yet. That's the hope. That's the. I, it'll happen. It'll Great happen. Great hope. It will happen at some yeah. point. Things will be better. Yeah. Just it just probably won't be as soon as we'd like. That's the only thing. Yeah. The other one. And I thought I we I mentioned to you was the UP, so but it's like right like north of Green Bay, so it's like but it's like sweet grass, yeah, Umberstone, gray walls. So is that Sage um, Run as well or, um, or are they just over yeah, the same? That might be the newer one. Okay. Yeah, they, those courses look really nice as well. That'd be a good that's a that's like a casino resort up there. A couple of them are. Yeah. I think I don't know if all of them are. I just see the commercials for them, and they always mention casino resort. Yeah, so they want to get you to like go in there and gamble and gamble. Lose. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're making a guy's trip out of it, though, you'll set you'll set some money aside to do a little gambling, right? Yeah. As long, I mean, everything in moderation, right? Yep. You can you can go out and gamble, and just make sure you're doing it. You know, responsibly. Take, take away your ATM card. <laughs> you know, when, it, when it's out, it's out. Just make sure prior to going up there, you just, you know, take out a second mortgage and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Real smart there. Hey, go big or go home, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So, there's just a couple guys on the PGA Tour that are going big. Right now, they ain't going home, not no. yet. No, they're they're stepping it up big for the playoffs. But yeah, uh, 
We got to go back a couple weeks. Yeah, we, we we did not. I don't want to ignore that. I had a I had a good week. That's true. We did not um, we did not have an episode last week, so we are going to briefly touch on the Northern Trust. Um, Nick had a pretty decent week with his pick. He picked Xander Shoffley, who finished eleven under par, finished pretty well up there. Didn't get the victory, but I mean, compared to the other the other guys picking, but nobody was touching that that Dustin guy. I mean, minus thirty at a par seventy two course, like that, it, or of course not that's not Kapalua, and eleven shot victory. That's incredible. Yeah, he just was unreal. <laughs> he was making it look like a pitch and putt. Yeah. I, it's just, yeah, it's nuts what, what some of these guys do. Um, whether it be, you know, Dustin Johnson obviously did it during the Northern Trust at that course. But, yeah, to, just, to go 30 under, even like when they go, you know, even when they go like 20, 20-something under, it's it's nuts. It's, that's it's, that's basically video game golf, is what's yeah. going on. Exactly. It's yeah, and, and it's not like they're you know it's not like these courses are you know they got them at the forward tees right, you know they're playing the tips they're playing I mean maybe not the longest course necessarily but it's still you know it's still a a a bigger challenge than than us you know weekend golfers or us amateur golfers are dealing with. And uh, and we can't even even come close to touching that score, right? Yeah. Well, I think there's advantages to tour courses. Well, with better, right. Better, better greens, usually better lies in the fairway. I mean, perfect bunkers. But yes, they're they're very long. The roughs can be penalizing. I mean, but but I mean, you there's know, there's a reason they're out there. I mean, those guys are the best on earth, and they play all the time. Yeah, they just. They're just on another level is what I'm saying. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to go out to – they're not coming up to Pine Valley and Indian Head or um, – uh, sorry, uh, Oaks uh, – Oakwood. Oakwood Park, yeah. Yeah, they're not going out there and shooting 30 under. I mean – Well, I not think, in one round. Not in four <laughs> rounds. I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. I think yeah, – I mean, that's true. There, There is a limit. Like – um yeah, I read I think it was I want to say it was Jim Herman was doing a a uh Q&A thing somewhere. And he was talking about municipal courses and how well um pros would do it or do on them. Um and he said like basically he said that pros would do well, like really well, but there's a limit like on any course, doesn't matter if it's a, a PGA Tour setup or if it's a local Muni, like there's a limit of like cause consistently it's it's just tough to get under like 64 for a score, no matter where you're playing. Like, yeah, obviously you can get under it and you, you know, you can do it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but but like those are when you do do it, those are days where you're like you're making every putt. Right, when you're when you're hitting when you're hitting like the low sixties, maybe even fifty nine. Like on any course, it can be the easiest setup on in the world. 
you have to be hitting your putts. You have to basically be making every single putt. Yeah, that's why I always say, like, I mean, it comes down to putting. We put on shitty greens. For the most part. Like, they're bumpy, but people don't fix the ball marks. That's true. People do not you fix the ball marks. They bump off. Like, the cups are haven't been cut in four days. They're <laughs> rounded off. A lot more lip outs. The, uh, the sticks are in sideways. The pins. Yeah. The... <laughs> There's scuff marks near the hole. People don't pick their feet up. Yeah, some guy buried his putter into the ground right near the hole. Yeah. But, yeah, you're saying, like, pros will probably sit, shoot, like, you know, consistently, like, mid-60s probably on the course, like, probably every single time they go out there. But, like, to go any lower than that, like, they have to, you have to be really, like, on your game putting. Yeah. It, yeah, they're there's not. just limits. There's the lower you go, the harder it is to really to get you know improve or gain strokes essentially on you know higher handicap people essentially. Yeah, I believe it. I'm just, I mean, this is coming from a tour pro. I'll have to look up uh, those those remarks, Jim Herman. Yeah, I want to. I want to say he he did a Q and A or something on, um, the forum that the no laying up guys have. Hmm. Not okay. to not to promote another podcast over here, but um, hey, <laughs> we're equal opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we, now we promoted them. Now they need to promote us. Well, right. That's how it works, right? They get a little. They get a little uh, message notification in their inbox hey somebody mentioned you they they know yeah. they gotta no, no, they got really it. yeah they're they're avid listeners of us pretty sure i don't see how they couldn't be right <laughs> but yeah i think uh i think he did that like some sometime over the winter i want to say it was a pretty interesting read. it's always an interesting read when uh you get kind of uh, honest, you know, stories, not, not necessarily like life stories, but just like honor, honest stories of, of like players, you know, and how the, how the game is at the tour level. Um, you know, and not just, not just, you know, your, your TV coverage answers. Right. Yeah. A little more color commentary. Yeah. A little bit more. Um, but still about like still about the game rather than maybe like just social social stories that you know a lot of guys have and will share. Yeah, now who can drink the most? Yeah, right. Yeah, John John Daly's. You know, man. One time I saw him drinking, smoking, gripping it, and ripping it. I mean, those uh, stories are fun for sure. But but it's it's always interesting to hear more kind of golf golf like competition related stories. Yeah, totally agreed. But um, yeah, Nick uh, Nick did quite well with his picks during the Northern Trust. As I mentioned, Xander Shoffley was his best man to win. Finished eleven under. Yes, a far cry from the thirty under that Dustin had, but still pretty respectable tournament for him 
I had Ricky Fowler, and uh, you know he, he didn't do too too poorly either. Finished seven under, but not quite good enough. So Nick won the best man. His dark horse finisher, Patrick Cantlay, was even for the tournament. I had Jason Day, who was three over, which uh, unfortunately means Nick won that one. And I couldn't use my tiebreaker, which was the only pick that I had decent that week. I had Victor Hovland for my tiebreaker. He finished 12 under. Sung JM was Nick's tiebreaker pick, and he was even. But that one, that matchup didn't count because... Our best man and our dark horse both played and finished off the weekend. Bringing up the rear, Nick had Brian Gay, and he was four over par, missed the cut. My pick, Richie Warinsky, was even par, which means Brian Gay did poorly or worse than my pick. So Nick won that, which means for the third time in probably, I don't know, four weeks, <laughs> something like that, it's been a rough stretch for me. I have been uh, I've been swept in my picks for the Northern wow. Trust. So that'll that'll mean another another Instagram push up post for me. <laughs> I will give you I will give you the nod for out of all of our picks, you had the best one. It just didn't count. I need to I need to stop having my tiebreaker <laughs> pick be my tiebreaker pick. <laughs> I need to make my picks, and then, like, after I make my picks, just switch. Just switch my tiebreaker with someone else. I think that's the strategy I need to go with. Okay. But. I like it. But, uh, yeah, so we didn't do an episode last week, so we didn't have picks for the uh, BMW. But, I mean, that tournament. What a finish. What a finish. Did you watch it live? Oh, yeah. I watched it live. I, I was beside myself. Yeah. That's one of those ones that you just you want to tell your kids where you're at. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, watching watching DJ, like, I was thinking there's no way DJ's making this putt. No way. No way. Absolutely not. Look at look at how it breaks. Look at, look at, there's that huge ridge. If he gets yeah. it, if he gets it within. Where is he aiming? Yeah. If he gets it within three feet of this hole, that's basically a make. <clears throat> um, but like he had to make it to to force the playoff, and then considering considering that um, you know John Rahm was was penalized the stroke earlier in the tournament for not marking his ball. Have you ever had that happen to you, where you just don't mark the ball and Never. like you're supposed to? Never. Like that that just doesn't happen. I don't know a lot of caddies. I mean, I don't know if he thought his caddy marked it, but yeah, you who I mean, do, you don't touch your balls until you put the mark down. Do do caddies mark balls even at the PGA Tour level? No way. They can. It doesn't happen often. It would be like if the the player's like way out of position or it hits a shot, and then they want the ball marked right away so that another player can like play oh. up. You know, like hey, go sure. mark that. Caddy's like just right there for whatever reason. It happens, but it's not common at all. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember a time um, seeing that happen. But yeah, the craziest thing ever happened to me was I uh, put my mark down and then tapped on it with my putter and then walked away. And I came back and looked for my mark and it wasn't there and it was stuck to the bottom of my putter. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, careful about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a penalty. 
I always I always just tap it down with the ball. It's not really not really a way for it to stick to my ball and me not notice it. Yeah. But Yeah, that's that's the worst drink for a golfer. Penalty. You, you don't want that. So so DJ DJ makes this ridiculous putt. And yeah, you know when he first, when he putted it and it first came off that that hill or that mountain there and kind of started going towards the hole, I was like I was basically saying no, this isn't going in. Like it just didn't look like it was going in. Yeah, I was watching it with my dad. I was like, "All right, as soon as DJ hits this, I got to leave. Uh, I'm out of here." Like no way he's making it. That thing took 15 seconds, they said, from when he hit it to when it dropped. Yeah, and and like I said, like even even when it came off that that you know large slope down towards the pin, you know it made its turn. Like at that point, I still I still didn't think it was going in. It looked like it just wasn't gonna. Like it looked like it was gonna be close, but I was like, "There's no way it's going in." It, and, yeah. and usually, I'm able to tell pretty good on TV. Just because I've seen, you know, putts throughout the day there, and I can tell like how the ball is going to react, right? Yeah. If you see enough of them, you know, okay, that one's going to just finish low. It's it's just going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it just it didn't look like it was going in, and then all of a sudden it started turning, you know, right towards the flag, and and then not only goes in, but it hits dead center in the pin. Like how how ridiculously yeah. cool is that? <laughs> uh, it was unbelievable, and I mean, I I do root for Dustin. I mean our you know our bet aside like i i do like dustin dustin one major johnson <laughs> uh uh no so and he's i mean i i want him to do better so i was i was, I was rooting for him and it was just yeah it was so exciting i want to say and i don't know if you heard but i think they were talking about it at the time like so his longest putt of the week that he made was 32 feet and that putt was 43 feet do you see that I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I was I was caught up in the moment. <laughs> I wasn't really listening to much. Yeah, I was just trying to remember, or like, was it, was it his longest putt of the week or the day? But it was like, I mean, probably not what, the day. Probably the week. I would guess. Yeah, we were talking about it briefly. They're like, yeah, I mean, he's got like a five percent chance of making this. Yeah, it, yeah, the the percentages to make that putt. Being and it's a it was a double breaker. You know, it's not. You know, it's one thing if it's a a long putt that is like okay, you know, it's gonna break to the right the entire that time. Big swinger. Yeah, like you can okay, just throw it out there and and it'll keep breaking or whatever. But yeah. to, to have a double breaker where you got throw it out there, but just at the right speed, so it comes down to then you know break to, back to the left at the right time. You know, it's just it's just insane. And then it hits, you know, dead center yeah, of the yeah. cut, dead center of the pin. Like I just like, I just threw my hands up. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. Yeah, like a double rainbow. Like, <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? And then, and so yeah, we go to the playoffs, and and John Rahm, who had you know been penalized the stroke, you know, he's probably feeling like, my goodness, if I would have just marked my ball. You know, I would be, I won this, you know. And now there's a chance, you know, DJ's coming into the playoffs with, like, this momentum, right? He just tied this thing up with a ridiculous putt. And Rom's got to be kind of just frustrated. Or maybe not necessarily frustrated, but kind of like, you got to be kidding me, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, he's out he's out on a little, the range kind of, you know, hitting shots just in case. But you're doing that just, 
you're just kind of doing it just to do it. Yeah, um, you don't really think the guy's going to make the birdie on 18. Like, Yeah. And for, for a hole that hasn't had a whole lot of birdies, you know, I think they said, what, like only eight birdies all day or something like that? Yeah. It just, it's not a birdie hole. And so nope. you're feeling pretty good about your chances. Um, and you probably didn't even see how long of a putt DJ had either. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you knew if he was getting updates or watching. Like, I mean, he's out there on the range, but I wonder if somebody's like, you know, keeping an eye and like, oh, yeah, DJ's got 40 feet. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got this. Yeah, right. Yeah, it seemed it seemed like he was pretty focused out there. So I don't I don't think he he probably didn't realize how long it was. He probably somebody probably told him that he had like a you know he was on in two or whatever had a birdie putt. Yeah, but probably nothing, you know, you know nothing more than that or nothing easier than that. Yeah, um, and then uh, you know of course he hears you know these roars, which this was like the first tournament that we've kind of heard like some significant roars during yeah during this whole like pandemic where there's been no fans um there's been there were and this tournament didn't have fans either but there were enough people there i guess or around there around the surroundings or whatever to yeah i mean there's some volunteers to take care of the players yeah Yeah. players inner circles i mean but yeah i mean it's coming down i mean that was the last guy on the course yeah so I mean, you know, you never know. Maybe the PGA kind of told the uh, all the volunteers, "Hey, we need you to, you know, do some more cheering." <laughs> uh huh. We're gonna we're gonna unleash you here. Be like, yeah. act like fans. Everybody, get over there. Get over there. Yeah. So they go into a playoff, and and DJ hits, just pulls it, and it hits a tree. And comes right back onto the fairway. It came back a little ways, but still, like, gets a. Yeah. He makes this ridiculous putt on 18, and then in, on his drive in the playoffs, gets a, you know, a great bounce, essentially. Um, so he's not well, like. Rom, that was karma for Rom going sideways on, what, 17, and his ball should have been out of bounds and kicks out in the. In yeah. The yeah. And, the, and so, and then you have Rom, who's who's farther up and, and closer to the green, but he's in the rough and not like a good angle to that pin. Nope. You know, at all. So, uh, like, it's, you know, DJ, DJ's got to feel pretty good, right? Um, DJ, uh, DJ had a lot longer of a sh- approach shot, and um, he puts it middle of the green. And, and Rom you know puts his i don't know how many feet away was it nick it was 57 it it was yeah it was a ways away it was a longer putt than dj had bailed out way left i mean he was on the dance floor but he could not hear the music well well he was i mean he was shooting out the rough so he couldn't really get any spin and it's not like the greens were really receptive to spin anyhow this tournament they were pretty pretty firm yeah but he he yeah way left of the green the holes you know way on the right side and and he hits a he's actually kind of lucky the ball didn't go through the green it kind of stopped like at the back and then kind of rolled back down the slope a little bit down to yeah. you know more but of a, nobody gave him a chance to make it i mean they were they were saying he might probably three putt 
Yeah. Like there's a, because I mean, it's basically the same type of putt that DJ had just further, further out. And like, it's a double breaker, you know, it's, it's just, it's just tough to get DJ made it, but that was definitely not the expectation. You know, when DJ was putting on 18, it was like, okay, if he can two putt this, that would be, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Rom being farther away, same type of putts. Like, you know, if he can get this putt within, you know, five feet or whatever, that would be a ridiculously good putt. Um, and if he can two putt it, that would, that, you know, might force another, that'd be good enough to force another playoff hole. Like, that's what he's got to go with. That's what he's hoping for. And, he makes it. Yeah. Like, no way. Absolutely no way. That did not just happen. Just unreal. I, yeah, like, crazy. just speechless. I, I like, I like, I think Rom's okay. I'm not, like, a huge fan. I like, but I do, I do just enjoy to see good golf shots. Oh, yeah. If I, I, and under the pressure, like, play in a playoff. I don't like. I don't care. I don't care who it is out there. If if you see two clutch putts like that, you know, at the end of a tournament, like I don't care who it is. I'm like I'm rooting. It's like holy cow, that's ridiculous. Uh, and that so and once again that ball, dead center of the pin. Yeah, dead center. Like not curling in. Dead center. It had to be. It had to be dead center because that ball was moving. That like that ball would have probably been off the green if it didn't hit the pin. And that's what like that's the only thing I was thinking about when that ball came down off that slope. Similar to how I looked at Johnson DJs and and it was just like that one's not going in. When I saw Rom's coming down that slope, I'm like that thing is going ridiculously fast. That is. Yeah. I'm like. There is no way like he needs this to hit the pin or something. He needs this to hit the hole to slow down. And not only did it do that, it hit the hole and went in. It was. And then, you know, DJ, you know, just barely missed his putt. And and so Rom didn't have to worry about the idea of of not marking his ball, costing him a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows if that would have haunted him? You know, the one shot that gets him into the playoff and he loses. And yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I think it probably would have, you know, it would have probably depended on what he did, you know, what he would do this yeah, upcoming week in the, well, but also in the, you know, the tour championship, right? Because he was still going to be top three coming into the tour championship. If he would have lost the BMW, he's still in a good spot. If he has another good week coming up here and wins the tour championship, wins the $10 million, it's kind of like, eh, oh, well, I lost the tournament whatever i ended up i still ended up winning the the fedex cup or whatever so yeah exactly it probably would have depended on that but yeah if he if he would have lost and then you know lost next week by like if there was a scenario where he would have lost the bmw and then because he lost the bmw he lost the 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 fedex cup like he finished second like that, that would probably haunt him more. Yeah. Right. That would be the worst case good. scenario. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. You never know. You never know. But it's a crazy game. You don't Mark have to Paul. worry about that. 
Always mark your ball. Always mark your ball. Fix ball marks. But I got to say, my, my picks for the playoffs. Yeah, you're looking good for this weekend. I got DJ as one of my picks. He's he's number one. He's got he's the front runner to the uh-huh. tour championship. I'm sitting in a, you know, a close nearby position three, I think. Yeah, yeah. you have uh, Nick has JT, and he's sitting in the third spot. So I think we're both in pretty good positions to uh, to have a pick win the win the FedEx Cup, win the Tour Championship. Yeah. I'm excited. Are those, so those are going to be our picks for the I, weekend? I think, yeah, I think those are our picks. I mean, we and we made those at the beginning of the playoffs. Yes. Yep. So you had so we we each picked three players to win. Um, I had Colin Colin Morikawa. We have him marked down as Major Kawa, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I'm not against. So I got it. Just makes me hesitate to actually remember his actual last name. <laughs> Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, and then then Webb Simpson. We <laughs> Spider Webb Simpson. And then uh, Nick has JT, Justin Thomas, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, and then Bryson DeChambeau. So uh, pretty pretty good picks that we picked at the beginning of the playoffs, and I think uh, looking good, pretty good for this week. Last week of the regular season, Tour Championship, FedEx Cup on the line. It's going to be exciting. And then the week after that, we have the U.S. Open. Yes. Going to be a good couple weeks here. Yep, the people's tournament. The people's yeah, just not really this year, all that much. No, it's a day. It's just twenty twenty. Can't explain it. Can't explain uh, it. it. Is what it is. I don't know. Yeah, so you're sitting good. Collins at the fifth on the FedEx, and uh, I mean Deshambo's sitting there at number number eight. Um, yeah, then, like I said, we have we. We both are looking pretty good with a couple picks. What are we doing? That is just is it just best finisher, or is it are we adding up all three of our players' FedEx money? Well, you know what, we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, we'll figure it out. I think Maybe we can do an overall and a total. Yeah, I think. I mean, if obviously if one of our guys wins, like that's gotta be something, right? Definitely. So do that. Winning, and then if. You know, we can do an overall kind of finish finishing thing. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure out how to distribute these uh, these push-ups. Yeah. No, I'm trying to look. Um, the where is Webb? And I don't. I don't think Webb made it. Tommy, did they make it? I don't they think. I don't think Webb's in the top thirty. I could be wrong. Yeah, Tommy's not in it. What? Oh, Webb's number four. Huh. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, you're sitting pretty. You have one, three, no, one, four, five. One, four, and five. For some reason I thought. And I, what? Like I've said this all along. Webb Simpson is one of those guys that you just don't think of, and he's just—he's just up there. He's on the list, and he's, he's top just, five. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a reason I picked him, though, because I knew, I knew, like, future me is going to be like, he's not, he's not anywhere close, but future me was going to be wrong. I knew it. So pass me. Good job. Good job picking him. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. way to go. He's just one way of these go, guys. <laughs> There we go. I got number three and number eight, and that's it. I mean, that's still good shots, though. That's, you know, top ten. Well, yeah, what do they have? I mean, if anyone in the top ten goes out and wins this weekend, they... Mm, no, it's... So, the way... They changed it. Yeah, so you start at, like, minus... So, Dustin starts at minus 10 or 12. Yeah. Dustin's at 10 under to start the t- tournament. John Rahm, I believe, is at... I don't, I don't... It's either 8. I think it's 8 under. Yeah. And then it just goes down from there, I think. If only they would show it on the leaderboard. If only, yeah, that would be really nice then. <laughs> I mean, they already have it all figured out. I mean, they showed it at the end of the tournament last week, what it was. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't mark it down. Well, it is. I'm looking at it when I Google Tour Championships. So yeah, Rom's at minus eight. Justin's at minus seven. Webb's at six. Collins at five. And Bryson is at minus uh, four. All right. So they. I, I'm seeing it here. If you yeah, just. I got it. I got it too. Just had to use the Google. So I mean, hey, you know, DJ's got a two-shot lead. Going into so the tournament, DJ gets to like minus thirty-four. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he'll do that. No, a, I don't think so either. At, just at East Lake, but hey, you I never know. Doubtful. You never know what can happen. Sometimes you never know. J, I mean, JT is only three back. And and he's got four rounds of golf to play, right? Yeah, I mean, three back on Sunday is a is a surmountable you know deficit. One hole, that's a double and a birdie. Exactly. Exactly. So we each we each are in it, but we'll yeah. have to we'll have to wait until next time to know. So I think that'll be it for this week. Got a good, exciting tour championship coming up. Yeah, well, a big, a big one next week. Talking about playoffs. Playoffs. The champion of this ridiculous year, and we'll then look forward to the U.S. Open, the second major of the year. Can Colin Morikawa get his? Second major, can he become Colin Major Major Kawa? That is the real question. <laughs> or will Dustin one major Johnson become Dustin two major Johnson? So many opportunities, so many questions. We'll try to have the answers next time. <laughs> so until then, hit him straight, hit the stick, get holes in ones, buy rounds of drinks. And enjoy yourself. Peace. Arnold Palmer is the master champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's
just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Huh.